Assalamu alaikum everyone, welcome to our very first My Muslim Family podcast. I'm so excited that you're listening to this and you're watching this. And inshallah today I have the entire My Muslim Family team here with me. So you'll get to know us quite well, you'll get to know what we're about, what My Muslim Family is about, um, what our plans are for the coming year inshallah, and pretty much how you can get involved as well. So with me today, I have um, Haseeb, who is the founder of My Muslim Family, um, Hamad Jawad, the co-founder and uh, fundraiser for My Muslim Family, um, my wonderful co-editor, Nosheen, and I'm your host, Zahira Mamdani. I'm the chief editor and obviously the podcast host for My Muslim Family. So um, guys, like just brief introductions. Who are you? Uh, how did you get into My Muslim Family? Haseeb? Zahira, you go first, man. You want to hear your story? Oh, me? Okay. <laughs> Fine. So, um, I'm Zahira. I'm a mum of an 18-month-old now. And um, I guess full discretion, Muhammad Jawad here, the co-founder, is my husband. So, um, I kind of got involved with my Muslim family because I've always had a passion for, like, conscious parenting and just being very deliberate about the way we parent. Um and I feel like with parenting, it's so important to have an end goal and an outcome that you're looking for rather than kind of just going with the flow and seeing what you end up with <laughs> in your child. So um, when Muhammad Jawad and Haseeb kind of came up with this idea of my Muslim family, I really, really wanted to get involved. Um, so here I am. Alhamdulillah. It was a, it was, I remember that moment as well. Um, it was, I think, a day before I was leaving, well, the night of leaving America, leaving for America. And, yeah. Um, MJ came to see me outside my house, and um, I was like, "Hey, listen, what do you think about this?" And alhamdulillah, it's been it's been good to see the progress so far. Yeah, salam alaikum, everyone. I still remember those uh, cold uh, few hours that we spent on the mean streets of Watford, uh, decided the future <laughs> of my Muslim family. But uh, even before that, actually, um, Hasib, uh posted something on Facebook about how concerned or um, worried he was about the future of um, our kids based on a few, you know, developments that had happened, you know, there was the introduction of TikTok and how it was affecting people and whatnot. And he wanted to start something that helped Muslim families. And it started off as a research project with uh, resources uh, to be issued to Muslim families. But then because that didn't really pan out, we then sat back down again and said, listen, we really like the concept. It's a huge need. We really need to address this issue. The intention is to help young Muslim families navigate their way through life, basically. And I've definitely needed it. Zaheer has needed it. Hissi has probably needed it. Nasheen needed it, um, I'm assuming. And it's basically the need is there to help young Muslim families because it's parenthood is a huge Huge minefield. Uh, Assalamu alaikum, everybody. Um, so I, uh, I'm based in New York. I'm the only non-Brit uh, over here. <laughs> um, and I'm a mom to a one-year-old. She just turned one uh, last month, actually. Um, oh, wow. And wow. I know Haseeb from my work on the Muslim Vibe. And I saw him uh, posting about my Muslim family just when I was in the very beginning stages. And I felt... Like, I, I basically uh, inserted myself into the project. Um, I felt so passionate about it. You know, um, parenting, you know, even though I've only been a parent for a year, it's it's such a big responsibility. And I constantly think, you know, she's, she's a cute baby now, but she's going to become an adult. And it's my responsibility to, you know, turn her into an adult. And there's just, you know... It, it's really hard. Honestly, it's such a hard um, responsibility that we have. And you know what they say, it takes a village. And the more resources, the better. Um, and, you know, I know I'm always looking for resources, looking to talk to people. But, you know, being a young mom myself, I, I feel like I don't really have that. Um, you know, alhamdulillah, I have a lot of help, but to to interact and connect with parents who are my age who are like-minded who understand what i went through as a as a young muslim uh woman growing up in uh in the west it's 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 hard to come by at least where i am um so i feel really passionate about this project and to share my experiences and my thoughts you know um and i'm really excited for everything to come finally last 
but not least Hasib. Assalamualaikum everyone. So Hasib here with you. Um, so uh, my little one, I just have the one, she's uh, three years old, turning four very soon. Um, and I guess, I guess for me, like she's the reason, um, and all of our kids are actually the reason why this kind of project even came about as an idea. So kind of pretty soon after she was born, I remember me and my wife were looking at each other thinking, there's not that much support out there for these modern challenges, right? Because a lot of the advice that you get from your mother-in-law or from your own parents and stuff is very much dated to their experience. And, and that's not true of, of what world we live in now. Now we know about like childhood traumas and things like that. So we were all like from the beginning, very, very much, like you said, Zahira, conscious of like decisions that we're making. Um, and, and kind of, I had a whole game plan, like, when I was 16 as to what kind of dad I'm going to be when I'm, when I, when I have a little one. Right. Um, and so seeing her grow over the last three years and realizing that, hold on, it is perfectly possible to explain detailed concepts, complicated concepts to a young child. Um, what we perceive to be complicated, as long as you're explaining it well and they can grasp it. Right. So understanding God and all this kind of stuff. Um, and the reason why for me, like the logic was, um that when she's you know w w when she grows up there needs to be like a foundational level of logic for what why is something wrong and why is something uh good sorry why is something good and why is something bad right and we know that growing up in today's western societies as millennials now we know that sometimes good and bad can be completed and sometimes even reversed by the, like the mainstream popular culture um so how do we empower our children to be able to understand that that's right and that's wrong even if it's presented as something you know that's perfect and really good for you um so that was kind of like um one of the original um intentions behind it and then obviously having conversations with family uh you know other young muslim parents and the whole conversation around sex education right and the, the homosexuality and lgbt and all these things um that's like a really big alarm for a lot of parents and they don't know how to deal with it right Whereas I feel like Islam actually prepares us quite well for any conversation, and obviously it must do if it's Islam. Um, it just it just takes some work to kind of get all of that information and, and make it clear to parents. So that's what the original uh, objective was for my Muslim family. Like uh, MJ said, it was going to be doing research and providing resources. Um, things didn't work out, um, and so instead uh, we're going to go for this approach, which is to be like a content platform um, similar to our experience in the Muslim vibe, where parents can write articles, make videos, podcasts, all of this kind of stuff. And we can kind of collectively all work together on this journey of parenting um, with no right or wrong answers per se, but we're all just trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's really interesting. You mentioned like all these different challenges that um, we never really were exposed to when we were kids or maybe weren't exposed to as much. And I feel like probably the biggest factor um, is the internet and technology and social media and it's like it's amazing but at the same time it's like almost a tunnel through which they're just exposed to so much more um, and so I guess this is also one of the reasons that we need something that is also you know through social media and reaches out to people in in the same way that they're receiving information um, for, for me personally I feel like it's the main the main reason for this is just because the challenges that we are going to face or we are facing with our kids right now are just like even I don't know how to explain things to myself about these things sometimes and I'm just like okay she's going to go to school she's going to be exposed to xyz like if I'm not clued up then there's no way I'm going to be able to equip her either um so in a kind of selfish way this is like a massive learning opportunity for me I don't know about you guys. Yeah, um, going back to what Hasib said, um, even the like the parenting from when our pa our parents parented us and to now is so different. Even our challenges are massively different. Um, you know, they're they're going to be exposed to so much from you know from through the internet, um, through friends and stuff. And not only is it our responsibility to explain right from wrong, it's also our responsibility to teach them how to approach these issues with kindness and empathy. You know, we can't mm -hmm. simply just tell them, oh, this is wrong. You know, um, you know, homosexuality is a sin, but that does not mean you know you you 
uh, alienate uh, everybody. You know, we have to also teach them to be kind and empathetic. And that's, you know, it's not as easy as it sounds. And I also feel like, um, you know, as well as helping uh, parents at uh, uh, what do you call it, navigate these challenges. It's also um, a community for the parents to understand what we're feeling as parents. Um, you know, when I was postpartum, I, I didn't feel like I had a lot of support, not because I didn't have the support, but because I felt like my support system didn't understand what I was going through. And that's mm. another big challenge that parents go through. It's not just raising our kids, but it's also taking care of ourselves as parents. And if we're not in the right state of being, we can't be the best parents we can be. It's really interesting that you mentioned, you know, you, you had a support system, but they just didn't understand exactly, um, I guess, your situation or what you're looking for, yeah. how you want to go about things. Um, and I guess one of the brilliant things about my Muslim family is essentially we want to create a community of parents. And hopefully within that community, I'm sure there will be parents who are like minded, who will connect with, you know, parents who are kind of on the same page as them. Mm. Um, which is not always easy to do, you know, especially I've noticed like, especially with my little one now, you kind of, our tendency when we were younger is like just to hang out with people that we get on with, but now it's kind of, okay, I need to like assess the situation and like mm -hmm. you want to arrange play dates, but you're like, okay, are we on the same page? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. are we on the same page as his family? Are we on the same page? Like, it's fine if she gets on with another kid, but there's so much vetting to do in that mm. process. Um, so hopefully the community aspect of my Muslim family will be like a huge, huge thing. I think building on what you just said, Zahira, it's, it's all about getting that Muslim identity um, instilled um, from an early point so that we somehow control the narrative, set the scene for our kids so that when they do go to um various places which they inevitably will go to they're then equipped to handle it with the foundations of a muslim or, or you know you know that sort of that muslim identity that muslim foundation so that when they are um rocked or they are sort of tested in that way they have the foundations to be stable in in what uh, a muslim ought to be believing in so i think hopefully that's what uh, the my muslim family um will sort of help encourage discussions of getting people in to discuss various aspects, how to instill a Muslim identity, how to deal with certain aspects, how to prepare your child and yourself for that matter, uh, to face situations in the future so that we can have that um, protection and that narrative that we can then control for our kids so that, like I said, when they go into school and they have these types of discussions, they won't get shaken. Yeah. Inshallah. You know, like one of the one of the things that kind of like amazes me at the moment is that we have a generation of millennial Muslims who are now becoming parents, and uh, it's weird, right? Because millennial back in the day used to sound like young, for young people, but now that actually means like getting old, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so we're, we're all starting to have young kids now, and, and like I said, you know what what's transpired, I guess, over the last twenty years in like a post nine eleven. We've grown up through that, right? So like when 9-11 happened, we were very young, right? But we witnessed a whole shift of society's attitude and perspective towards Muslims and Islam, right? And many of us, credit to our uh, generation, many of us stood our ground and said, no, we're not going to take this. Like, we're not going to be some like submissive, like, um, uh, you know, third generation immigrants who are now going to completely like, you know, sacrifice our identity and, and our Muslimness. We held on to it. We said, no, we're going to, in fact, we doubled down on it. We doubled down on it. We didn't just sacrifice mm -hmm. it. We became more religious. We said, no, screw it. Like, we're going to, we're going to go for this, right? Like, you're, you want to castigate us for being Muslim. We're going to show you how we're Muslim. And that's manifested itself in so many beautiful ways. Um, and like, uh, you know, having uh, run the Muslim Bible for like seven years, we've seen these beautiful stories of communities around the world doing phenomenal things, whether it's in arts, whether it's in journalism, whether it's in literature. Uh, research, science, Muslims around the world are absolutely killing it right now, mashallah. It's amazing. Um, but the one area where we need support is, is parenting because that's the, that's the next generation, right? So it's like, whilst we've kind of got our stuff, maybe just about we're holding it together, the, 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 the paradigm that our children are growing up is, is completely different. Um, 
And that's what's alarming me, right? Like, is in the mean for, for us, you know, screen addiction is an issue. We understand that, right? Like, is in, we've seen this problem, right? Um, but we're still able to think back to a time before phones and social media. <laughs> At least we have that, right? At least we have mm, uh, a yeah. nostalgia of simpler times. But kids growing yeah. up now, no, they, they, yeah. they like my, my daughter knows the difference between Siri and Google. She knows that Siri is not as good as Google. Right? Yeah. There's been times in the wow. car which is like, Baba, yeah. Baba, so why, why are you using Siri? Use Google, right? Because, like, oh, wow. So, and, I, and, like, this is just part of like reality, you know, right? It's what, what, what they know. Mm. Um, uh, you know, she's experimented with using people's phones, which I'm not always comfortable with, but it's like, okay, let's, I don't want to turn into, into it. Um, mm. But, you know, she knows, for example, that there's these things called emojis and filters and people are expressing themselves with these things. And so they're going to grow up with that. And we can't really shy away from that, right? We can't be, we can't be those parents that are going to be like, TV is haram or like, you know, radio is haram and that's it. It's, it's done. Uh, because you know, we know, our generation exclusively know, what that ends up creating is teenagers that become way more re- rebellious than they should be. Um, yeah. And so it's now like a challenge for us. Okay, what, where's the line? How do we draw that balance? Mm. Um, and knowing that there's no right or wrong answers, um, I think I think that makes, uh, that that. that reduces the pressure almost of, of, of parenting yeah definitely you guys have given me like so much I like so many ideas for content in the last 10 minutes alone um so that brings me on to you know the next part of this podcast which is what what are we aiming to do through my Muslim family what are our aims and objectives um what are we aiming to kind of have achieved in the next year or so the simplest way of putting my Muslim family um, and I think we've said this in different variations so far, is helping Muslim parents navigate the modern challenges of raising a strong and loving Muslim family. Um, and, and we use those words very like deliberately, right? Like strong is really important because um, you want that strong family uh, connection, but you want it to be loving. And, and that, that's a really, really important part um, that sometimes, you know, we, we, we forget. And that's like the core of everything. Um, and then our mission statement is to create helpful content that supports Muslim parents in their dream to nurture Muslim children who are successful in this world and confident in their Muslim identity. In order to produce that great quality of content that I'm sure yourself and Oshin will go into in terms of how we're going to be presenting it, yep. a lot of it comes with dedication. A lot of it comes with um, ex- uh, a lot of time spent on refining the content, creating that content, making sure that it's digestible firstly but also more importantly meets the criteria and our aims and objectives and so in order to produce that um we do need people that are dedicated to the projects like solely and that needs also high caliber people who are also dedicated to that project so we're essentially launching a launch good campaign firstly in ramadan to help cover the costs majority of which comprise of staff costs there we go. Like a, like a new camera stand. And we need <laughs> um, equipment as well. Yeah, exactly. Staff costs and equipment. And uh, it's it's to help us, because uh, at the moment we're bootstrapped, you know, it's it's completely off, off our own backs. But we want to make it a bit more crisp. We want it to make it a bit more professional. And so in order to do that, we need to, you know, have people dedicated to it. And so that Launch Good campaign will hopefully get us on that first step where we're sort of sustainable for at least a year. And then hopefully after that, we can sort of attract other forms of revenue, such as advertising, brand partnerships and the like, in order for us to then carry on sustaining ourselves for the foreseeable future and uh, ultimately create that content. That's data driven. That is for Muslim families by Muslim families, because essentially there's no point in us producing content that isn't re- um, relatable and that people don't uh, people don't want to see. So I'm sure you'll get into the content and how it's been generated after I've stopped waffling. I'm really excited about the content. Firstly, I'm excited that we're finally filming this first podcast. So that's one thing ticked off the list. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But a lot of our content is going to be written content as well. And I mean, we're in the process of editing a lot of pieces that we've received from fellow parents. And like just from an editing perspective, it's so nice to read like such relatable things from other parents because um, often like we go through challenges and you just think like no one else will understand or no one else is going through this exact challenge or you know you always feel quite 
I don't know if it's the same for dads, but as a mom anyway, you can feel quite isolated and quite alone. I don't know if Noshin would agree. Um, but yeah, like purely from like what I've seen so far from the contributions that we've received from other Muslim parents is looking really, really promising. Um, you know, we want our content to be helpful, relatable, non-judgmental. Um, and so far it's ticking all those boxes. So I'm really excited to get even more parents on board. Um, it's It's been a little bit challenging finding contributors because I guess everyone's kind of like, oh, but I'm not a writer or, you know, everyone's a little bit out of their comfort zone. Um, you've got to make yourself, I guess, a little bit vulnerable if you really want to share um you know, the raw truth of what it's like to be a Muslim parent in 2022. But I feel like, inshallah, once we get, you know, our first batch of content published, I think it will be really, really encouraging for other parents to read. And um, inshallah, that will encourage other parents to kind of come forward with their own experiences and perspectives as well. Um, um, go ahead, oh, Nushin. sorry. Uh, just going off of what you said. Um, yeah, just uh, going through the first batch of articles we got and uh, editing them and reading them. And I, I think it really uh, is giving us a glimpse of what uh, my Muslim family is supposed to be about and just the community that we're trying to build. Um, and yeah, I agree. Like it can really feel um, super isolating sometimes as a mom. Like, you know, we make these decisions for our kids and, you know, they get questioned or, you know, you know, judged um, from the older generation. And it can be really um, frustrating because, you know, we that's our child. We're putting our, all our heart and thought into it. And it's it's so um, frustrating to have it questioned um, mm. and just to be able to connect with other parents who understand what you're going through it that alone makes a big difference in um our mood our confidence it doesn't even have to be like we're going through the same thing just to simply have somebody else um empathize with us is it, it makes a big difference honestly definitely and Nusheen, i know you're going to be um kind of summarizing a lot of our content through social media um, which I think is brilliant because I like I know for me like I'm a, like a chronic Instagram scroller <laughs> so that's like a platform that's so easy for parents to access like quick snippets and things of the things you've been reading through yeah um, um it, I, I just like you I'm always on Instagram and it's really helpful to see like those little posts that are you know just bite-sized pieces of information and uh you know I feel like when I read posts like that I feel like wow somebody gets it and I want to show the whole world and it's you know especially for busy parents who can't sit there and read everyone's articles yeah. uh you know just consolidating everything into a small post can be it, I'm very excited to get started on that when we kind of introduced my Muslim family to everyone I think it was I think it was during the new year or like December time um we had put together a questionnaire or a survey about like all the challenges that parents are facing and basically the situation that they're in right now and um it was quite like there were quite a few questions um but alhamdulillah we got a decent number of responses and um they've been really, really interesting to read through and, and to kind of pick up on what people are really anxious about at the moment. Um, so did anything stand out for you guys? Like, did anything stick out or surprise you in terms of like what other parents are worrying about? I was very shocked to see that uh, majority of parents, not shocked, but I just thought um, the main concern would have something to do with, you know, building our Islamic identity. But majority of the responses, everyone was very concerned with um, screen time and screen addiction mm. and tech. I mean, I, I yeah, feel very passionate about well. this. Yeah, I feel very passionate about this. And it's a big concern of mine as well. Um, so it was very interesting to see that that was majority of the responses. Machine took my answer. I was going to say, I was going to say screen addiction as well. But the one thing that stood out for me as well was the fact that uh, mental health um, was a really, really big concern for um, Muslim parents. Um, and I think that's kind of indicative of the fact that it's probably something that we're also experiencing. Um, and so yeah. obviously what we worry about for ourselves, we worry about for our children, right? So we know that we're addicted to our screens. So that's probably why we're worried about our children being uh, addicted to screens. Um, so I thought, it was, uh, I thought it was quite um, telling that mental health was up there. I think it was number two. Yeah, I think it was the second highest. Yeah, it's pretty uh, high up. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was the second highest thing that people said that they were concerned about. Um, but there, there was a lot. There was a lot to be honest with you. Um, 
we're looking at, for example, uh, pornography being one of the one of the top four as well. Um, so, so yeah, there, there was a, a lot of valuable data that I think we got from this that I think will hopefully help our parents, well, help us create the content that parents need, basically. I think something that really stood out for me was just like the sheer variety of responses we got. Um, like there were some responses saying that their biggest concern was like sleep training. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you had someone worrying about their child, like choosing the right spouse, um, which is really encouraging because I guess it means that there's quite a wide range of like age, I guess, um, in terms of who who's looking at uh, my Muslim family right now, who seems interested in it. It's not just mm. parents like ourselves who, you know, are first time parents or parents of young children, but actually there's, there's a really wide range. Um, parents yeah. of teenagers, parents of like older, older children who are ready to get married. Um, so that was really, really encouraging as well to see. The whole life cycle. Yeah, pretty much. I think the one thing that stood out for me was that Firstly, or two things that stood out for me was that people are really keen on creating this Muslim identity. But mm. as, at the same time, there isn't anything out there that collates all of that together to form something. So it basically made it worth pursuing my Muslim family. That was the yeah. use case. That was uh, everyone saying, guys, we're so glad you started this because at the moment there's nothing out there so that, that those are the two things that stood out for me the most mm. one one other thing that really um kind of made me think okay well you know this is something that's definitely needed is a lot of the responses were about either a lack of support or you know the my village is too far or mm. basically just not just that feeling of isolation that we were talking about earlier um so again, like, I feel like that's kind of, I know it's sad to read, but it definitely kind of makes you think that we're going in the right direction with this. And yeah. as with everything that the pandemic's done, it's kind of accentuated it and oh, magnified it. So I think it's come at the right time. Definitely. Sorry, you're saying, Hasid? Yeah, there was this one question that we had as well, um, which was, um, do you feel dealing with the parental and family challenges that you've mentioned so after they had kind of answered that part um and 70 percent said no that they weren't they don't feel that they're equipped mm. um and then yeah. um when we asked uh people if they felt that there's sufficient uh, parenting and family support and resources in the muslim community um 88 percent replied saying no um and and that's, that's and I, I guess that's really kind of gave us as a team the clarification that we needed that okay what we're doing mm. is actually like a requirement for the community because um, mm. you can't have this many you can't have this level of parents feeling like there's, there's nothing for them you know that, that's just not right um, mm. like you mentioned like I've seen I've seen like those Instagram accounts as well right for parenting and stuff my wife follows them my wife shared them even I've, I've followed a couple as well um, yeah and, and it's like a lot of it makes sense, right? Because it's like based on modern psychology, child psychology. Um, there's a lot of like you know valuable information there, but it, it lacks that Islamic value to it. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's just this like life in a vacuum without any other wider consequences to your actions. Um, this kind of yeah. like you know post-liberal mindset that that, that exists right now. Um, and for me, that's like that's a bit worrying, right? Because like. Like liberalism for me is like it's, it's packaged as being all polite and fluffy and, and it's all like very encouraging and warm and, and sounds so reasonable and the branding is so on point and you're like, yeah, this is nice. Love is good, right? Um, mm. But then like behind it is it's very hollow um, and it just shifts with whatever, you know, whatever lobby of the day has basically been able to push their agenda forward. So, you know, it's important that for us as parents that we have, Muslim parents, that we have... Um, the same uh, you know level of, of discourse when it comes to discussing children from a psychological perspective and you know scientific kind of uh, background but it has to be within the the lens of tawhid and and, and god otherwise you know this this whole thing could go really wrong um so yes yeah, it's it's, it's encouraging stats i would say like yeah, it's a bit alarming uh, but i don't think anything shocked me too much if, if you get what i mean mm, yeah mm.
Definitely. I think if anything, I think the survey kind of just gave us confirmation that like the ideas we had are needed and, and it mm. is kind of what people are looking for and people what people respond to. Yeah, um going back to what um Hasib was saying, uh the 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 responses they were disheartening but at the same time super empowering for us to continue this project. And going back to what you were saying about um there's all these uh parenting accounts and information out there about uh Islamic psychology um, sorry, child psychology and development. Um that's something I'm very like passionate about and I read so much on it, but I uh I just like you were saying, whenever I read these things, I try and put it in an Islamic framework. And I, there's like, there's nothing like that out there. There's nothing that takes all this, um, this uh, research and this information and uh, brings it to us from an Islamic perspective, which is so important. You know, I try to do it myself and um, try to, you know, critically think about it. But it's there's, you know, there's an information overload outlet out there. There's so much information out there, and it can be hard to distinguish what's what's right, what's proper, what's um, um, what's accurate and there's nothing that just brings it all together um, so yeah yeah I, I tend to agree with Nosheen and, and Haseeb in that it can be really overwhelming to like come across something um, number one because sometimes you might have been doing things ever so slightly differently and you're like oh my god I've been doing this so wrong like I've damaged my child or whatever um, but yeah like you guys said it's it's not you know, through the lens of Islam. So there's always that question mark about how, like, how legit is this? Um, and inshallah, inshallah, hopefully, through my Muslim family, we can kind of frame these things um, in an Islamic way, so that, you know, we feel a lot more confident about our parenting and, and the strategies that we go forward using. Um, so guys, we spoke about like all the challenges that other parents have shared with us through this questionnaire. Um, but it's only fair if we share our, you know, our biggest challenges or our biggest concerns when it comes to parenting. Um, so I'll go first. I think having a daughter <laughs> definitely brings about that fear of hijab and what it's going to be like when it's time for her to start observing the hijab. Because, um, like, it's never been easy in the West I don't think for any generation, like even my parents' generation, I don't think like like older people in my family, they didn't really start wearing it until they were like like older, um, like maybe 30s, even 40s, sometimes 50s. Like I guess at the point in life where like it didn't really affect their prospects too much, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, don't know if that sounds really cynical, but I think you guys know what I'm trying to say. So it's never been easy and then even like when I started wearing it, it was never easy but I feel like increasingly there's such like such an inaccurate image being painted of firstly what hijab is and also what hijab should be um and like the whole topic of like influences and you know all of this is a completely different topic on its own but it's a big contributing factor to how like young girls are perceiving the hijab now. So I think that's like one of the really, really big concerns that I have for Leila. Asif, do you want to go next? Yeah, I mean, I think for, for me, one of the biggest kind of questions was how do I present Islam as a logical framework for life in a world which promotes the idea of endless freedom and and uh, you know opportunity to just do whatever you want and whatever makes you happy, right? Like, like because because yeah. the latter sounds nice. The latter sounds really nice and cute to say to a three year old. But hey, listen, you can do whatever you want in the world, right? Um, yeah. But how do I? How do you limit that, right? Like, how do you say no? Actually, there there are some limits to what that actually means and what's acceptable and what's not, right? Yeah. And I'm not thinking about conversations that we're going to have to have when she's like 10 years old, 12 years old, 15 years old, um, and even earlier than that. Uh, and so for me, I think, you know, like from when she was born, it was a matter of, I guess, putting down the framework uh, bit by bit, this understanding that there's a God and this God loves you, right? This God loves you so much. Like I'll share like one thing that we do as a as like nighttime routine is um 
we'll say good night, Amira. She says good night, Baba. I, say, I love you, Amira. I love you too, Baba. And then I always end it with Allah loves you more. And um, the other day she goes to me, Aww. she goes to me, Baba, what do I say to that? Because <laughs> <'cause> she, <laughs> sometimes she's just like, uh, okay. Uh, or like, then sometimes she's like, oh, alhamdulillah. Um, but it was just like, it was just like, uh, you know, like experimenting with little things, right? It's like, how can you make this, like, change this God that we grew up with, which was an angry and vengeful God who only came yeah. out of the cupboard when, you know, you did something really wrong, right? And then, like, Allah was going to punish you. And that's, that's basically the relationship that we had with him, right? For a long period of time, at least, yeah. at least for me anyway, right? And it was about, okay, trying to reverse that. So for me, that's like one of my biggest concerns is like trying to uh, build and maintain that relationship that she has with Allah, accepts what Islam, understands what Islam is. Going on what Hasib was saying, um, I my, one of my concerns is very similar to yours. I, I think it's almost the same. You know, I, I'm so concerned about how uh, I present Islam to my daughter and how how I can make her actually love our, our, our Islam and not just something she does because, you know, her mom and dad told her to do it because her mom and dad are praying because her mom and dad says, you know, Allah's Allah's one. Like, how can we actually get her to love it and understand it from her own uh, from her own self and her own thinking? Um, yes, it begins with us and how we model it. But, you know, after a while, they grow they they start to grow up and um, they start to think logically and critically. And, you know, little kids are we don't give them enough credit. They they notice a lot of things and they have a lot of smart questions and we have to be prepared to um, answer them in a way that brings them closer to Islam and not farther away. Um, so I'm always thinking about that. Even though she's only one now, I just I'm so nervous about the future because I want her to know this this religion and to love it and from from herself and on her own. I think one of the things for me so far in my experience, um, obviously uh, my little one's a bit older than than your guys, right? You, you're both at the age of one, and she's she's now turning four. Um, and now we've reached the question asking stage, right? And one of the kind of promises I made to myself like way early on in my life, like way before I was even married, was whenever there's going to be a question, there's going to be an answer. And even if the answer is I don't know, but let's find out, right? Like there, there will be a follow-up. There, there will not be this shunning of asking questions of like, no, don't ask questions or you ask too many questions or, you know, ridiculing any questions, right? Um, and so, like, if anything that I can say uh, for you, Nasheen, especially, it's like if it's, if it's a concern for you, like it's insane how much information they can actually retain. Like, because mm. when they ask those first questions, those are like the first blocks of logic being built in their minds. So if you answer that question properly, question number two will be a very like consequential question. Do you get what I mean? It'll be it'll be very much tied into the first one, and then the logic of the first one will be should, they'll, they'll 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 challenge you against the way you said. But you said this yesterday, so how does this relate together, right? And it's it, it's it's amazing to witness like a young child like retain that information, connect the different pieces of information, and then ask a new question where she spots a gap and says, "Oh, but what about this then?" Um, I've I've been mind blown. This girl's like spoken to me like she's we've had full on philosophical questions about God's existence and stuff, and I'm like, "Whoa, like chill out." Like like she's literally like even mentioned. I think um, I, I, I'll show an example actually because uh, we've had people in the family that have died, right? And so now it's like, oh, okay, like what do we do here, right? And my wife didn't even consult me before doing this, and, and she didn't really need to, but she she just told me, yeah, I just told her that this uh, her grandmother's died, and she's getting buried into the ground, and now she's returning back to Allah. Um, I was like, okay, well, all right, easy, like that, that was pretty intense. And she was only like two years old at the time, but she fully gets it. She fully understood it. She fully understands it. To the point where she was like, wow. well, that's a good thing. If she's going to go to heaven, well, that's good. Mm. Right? Like, as in, like, so she was almost like, well, why, why are we sad about it? And I explained to her, like, we're sad because we have the human connection. Right? Because we miss them. Yeah. We're going to miss them. That's why we're sad. Mm. But you're right. Like, if, they, if they go to heaven, it's going to be good for them. They're going to be much happier. And so, like, these, these, like, mm. these questions that you can imagine, like, at some point, someone saying, no, no, it's too early to introduce a child to this. We were like, no, let's just head straight in, man. Like, is that how to explain to her shaitan at the age of two? Uh, because she was asking like, well, Baba, why is there bad guys? And I was like, well, that's a very good question. Like, why is there bad guys? Well, it was because mm. they listened to this dude over here called Shaitan. Um, mm. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just, for me, it's just like so, it's just so fascinating 
I'm, I almost feel like I'm a passenger in this journey, right? Like, as in I'm witnessing it, even though, like, I'm up front and I'm close with the decision-making of it, I can see from outside and be like, whoa, this is just amazing, looking at this young thing, just growing and asking questions and, you know, building her identity, subhanAllah, 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 for the, for the blessing, which is parenthood. Um, it's and, so interesting, Haseeb, hmm. that you mentioned, like, how... Uh, I don't know, like, I guess just the the kind of conversations you're having, the kind of questions they ask, I guess a big part of it is the fact that, like, these kids are just a blank canvas. They haven't had, like, any, you know, they haven't learned things that we as parents are now trying to unlearn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, right? It's like, like you said, it's a blank canvas without sounding yeah. like program it as you want. Do you know what I mean? They don't, yeah. you know, one of the things that annoys me, you know, like um, in these children TV shows and cartoons and music songs, whatever it is, this notion of like, oh, please eat your greens and eat your broccoli, right? But a, a kid naturally would not be against broccoli. That's learned behavior. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like naturally, if you give a kid a broccoli since day one of their life, that's all they're going to really yeah. know. They're not going to be, oh, I hate broccoli. So the idea of hating broccoli or hating your greens actually comes later. But sometimes what ends up happening, because where we've grown up in this, right, this is a paradigm that we grew up with because healthy eating was a thing that was rammed down our throats in school. We had to learn that. So now that we've made cartoons for children to say, hey, eat your greens, it's really good for you. And they're like, I didn't know it was a bad for me. So, but now they know that it's possibly bad. So that they, then they start forming these identities. They're like, I don't like broccoli. And it's like, hold on, it's like, you just learned that because a cartoon said that. And I've, I've witnessed this with my own eyes. I'm like, wait, what's going on here? Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a case of a blank canvas. But then you have to think about, like, you have to be so sensitive as to what information goes in at that point, right? Because that can build a synapse in the brain, which is, like, forever there, potentially. Um, yeah. You've got to be so 100%. careful. Um, but careful not in a, in a daunting way. Careful, in, I think, in a, in a relaxed way. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think there's... Uh there's an increased amount of people that are leaving the faith based on what they've learned their whole life being basically uncovered as something without any, without much substance or mixing religion with culture and then exploring that further and realizing there isn't anything behind it apart from the cultural aspects that have been mixed up with religion. So my biggest concern is probably falling into that trap not equipping um Layla and any other children that come along the way about not equipping them in the right way so that when they do look into it in more detail and they ask the questions they then don't have the answers that they require to firm their faith so not programming them in the right way, as he mentioned earlier. So that's my biggest concern. And obviously with every concern, you need to action it. So hopefully um, this journey will help mitigate those concerns and educate ourselves because it's, yeah. selfishly speaking, it's it's a huge learning opportunity and a huge journey for ourselves, let alone our kids. Like yeah. our kids are just a byproduct now, joking. But um, we are essentially going to be passing all that information that we have onto them they're going to observe all that information and then that's going to transform them into who they are as a person so yeah yeah, that's that that that, that's my concern doing it in the right way to then have a firm foundation i think a lot of us like most of us today have mentioned that this is such a huge learning opportunity for parents um but really like I think 90% of parenting is just like us changing and our behavior and what we're projecting. And, um, you know, there's the hadith that says, you know, for the first seven years, like just let the child play, let them be whatever. And I remember someone explained it in a really nice way. And they said, it's, you know, it doesn't mean that you just let them do whatever they want, but it means that for those first seven years, at the very least, your actions as a parent speak a lot louder than your words. Um, and that really stuck with me. And this is why I feel like, you know, it's not just about um, parenting our children, but it's almost like we're parenting ourselves and we're rewiring ourselves to adapt to their mm-hmm. challenges and their environment. Um, and I'm 
really, really excited for that. Definitely. Inshallah. 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 Um, so guys, finally, finally, um, you know, we've we've said that we want this to be like a community of parents and, you know, it's for Muslim parents, by Muslim parents. So um, how can our listeners and how can anyone that's interested in my Muslim family support us and get involved? Um, I know I mentioned, um, you know, contributing written content and things like that. Um, but what are the other ways that can, uh, that people can support us? So Zahir, just before um, I jump in with that, I just wanted to kind of um, give everyone a little bit of an overview as to the plan for the year um, and, yep. and where we are so far, right? So, so far we've basically launched our website. We have a mailing list, Alhamdulillah, which is growing strong. Um, we've recently just kind of put out our social media accounts and stuff like that. And inshallah, over the next couple of weeks, uh, Roshin will be working on creating um, that quality content that we sp- we're speaking about. Um, this is obviously the first pod- podcast episode that we're recording as well. So we marked it down as episode zero. Um, so inshallah, mm-hmm. you know, this will be edited going out in the next couple of weeks. And then also at the same time, like you mentioned in the back burner, we've got these uh, 20 or so articles um, that we've been, uh, that people have submitted to us that we're editing and we're going to publish as well. So inshallah, uh, by Ramadan, the plan is to have our website launched with the podcast ready, with the articles online, um, with the um, social media content going out slowly but surely. Um, by the end of the year, inshallah, we want to be in a, in a position to have uh, very high quality video content going out, which I'm quite excited about. Um, we'll probably be producing that stateside because uh, uh, parents in the US are a bit more enthusiastic, um, <laughs> energetic. Uh, so, so, um, <laughs> so basically, what we're trying to do with that is those is those BuzzFeed style videos, you know, uh, where people talk about their parenting kind of challenges and quirks and all that kind of stuff. Something lighthearted, right? Because you don't want it all to be like super intense and and gloomy, right? Like it's the last thing that we need as parents. So inshallah, that'll be something quite enjoyable. Um, so for the first year, really, it's just going to be a matter of uh, building up that kind of rhythm of content, articles, drip feeding every week, podcasts every other week or so. Um, and uh, before we get to that um, is where we're going to need uh, a bit of support from the community, from anyone listening to us. So obviously, we're looking for writers, anyone that wants to write, particularly dads, uh, because uh, dads are a bit shy. Um in fact, I should have mentioned that as one of my biggest things as well, right? Like, is in this idea that parenting is, is a mother-only thing or a female-only thing that really, really, mm. like, grinds my gears. I really don't like that. Um, and I think there's actually a lot of millennial fathers out there now that are like, no, hold on, I am a responsible father. I am I am present. I am, I am here. Um, so why am I being excluded from conversations and decisions about this stuff? Do you get what I mean? Um there's always always this conversation about parenting. It's always just aimed at females. On that um, note, guys, mm. um, you both need to submit your written pieces. Yeah, so about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> too busy changing nappies. I'm sorry. But no. Um, so so I think I think the the, the thing that we're going to need support with uh, the most initially from our community of parents is financial, just to begin with. Um, and I do want to add a disclaimer to that. We're not going to be the organization there with a bowl at the end of Ramadan saying, hey, guys, we need your money, we need your money, we need your money. We, like, the idea is for this project to be financially sustainable. We want our revenue to be generated through advertising. There's lots of Muslim uh, parenting brands that are out there creating products for children, creating products for parents. And I know for a fact that they're going to be definitely interested in partnering with us. And inshallah, that will financially sustain our operation. But of course, in the first year, before we can approach them, we need to obviously show them that proof of concept. So the idea is, hey, if we can reach out to our community to help us fundraise, uh, I think the amount that we have, I'm going to leave MJ to kind of uh, get the details for the fundraising amount. Um, But just Mm -hmm. to kind of get us started. And then inshallah, from year two onwards, uh, I don't think we're going to need that much financial support from parents. Yeah. So building on what Haseeb just mentioned, we are aiming to launch a, or kickstart a launch good campaign in Ramadan uh, with the aim of raising approximately £25,000 that will then sustain us across the year. And then hopefully that will then allow us to focus uh, the personnel to create that high quality content that we know we can achieve given the resources 
given everything, given the time. So, yeah, uh, keep an eye out for that. We're definitely going to be um, out there in your faces about it, saying, you know, how great, you know, the, the content is and how great it could be. The potential is, you know, unlimited and you can help us achieve that potential. Brilliant. Um, any final comments, any final remarks for any of you guys? Excited for the future. It's it's uh, yeah. it's going to be a very, very thrilling journey, I think. Not just for the listeners, yeah. main, mainly for us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, definitely for the listeners. Yeah. No. I'm really looking forward to, to what's this project. Out. What I like about this project is that we are the audience. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, this is so true. So, you know, it's not wrong to say that we'll be the ones that consume and enjoy this content. Now, you, for example, just mentioned to me these articles, and now I'm excited about them. I haven't seen them yet. Um, yeah. And now I'm excited, you know, because it's like I'm really keen to kind of have that content as, as a Muslim parent myself. And um, so, I, I, yeah, I can't wait to be on the receiving end of it almost, you know what I mean? Like, I can't wait to be um, an audience member of, of this uh, of this organization. Definitely. Um Thank you guys so much for your time today. Uh, it's been really, really fun. Finally, finally um, filming this first podcast. Um, and to our listeners, please, please get involved. Like this, the you know, the more Muslim parents we have involved in this project, the richer it will be, the more diverse um, the content will be. And just more parents are likely to find, you know, pieces and content and things that they connect with which is exactly what we need for parents in 2022 inshallah um but yeah that's that's the end of um podcast number one uh inshallah the first of many and thank you for listening so for the next few um podcast episodes we're still in the process of securing our guests but the the shortlist that we have is really really exciting it's people that really know what they're talking about um you know, parenting instructors, um, parents who have formed organizations themselves for, you know, a community of missing parents, um, just a really diverse um, range. And some like some of these guests that we have um, lined up for our podcast are just, you know, I, I don't want to say everyday parents, but they are parents like you and I, um, who are just there because they want to share their experiences and they're really putting themselves out there. Um, so that we can benefit from from their experiences and their lessons and things like that. So really excited um, for what's to come, inshallah. I'm excited for these podcasts. There's a lot of uh, so Muslim parents um, doing amazing things. Uh, so it's, it's going to be amazing to have all those voices on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Just like even you can tell from the articles, just like, you know, you've I've had like articles where two parents have written about similar experiences, but the articles are just so different because the perspectives are so different. Mm. The outlook is so different. The tone, you know, is, is going to be really exciting. The more people get involved, the, the better this will be, inshallah. So um, that's podcast zero done. Um, inshallah, the first of many. But thank you so much, um, you guys, for joining me, the team. And thank you to our listeners, most importantly, um, for being a part of this. Really excited for you guys to get involved and get on board. And inshallah, we'll see you in the next podcast.